Yesterday, obviously, we did celebrate our Independence Day. And it's a day that we set aside in our nation for which we celebrate our freedoms and our liberties as Americans. And we also remember, not forget, to pay tribute to those who made the sacrifices and paid the price and the cost for these freedoms and liberties that we have and that we're able to experience in this wonderful nation. Over 650,000 Americans since the uh, beginning of the Civil War have given their lives in defense of our freedoms and liberties that we experience today. As Christians, as you saw this video, our responsibility as we experience those freedoms and those liberties is to never forget the awesome responsibility that we have, not only as, as Americans, but as the people of God, to never forget what, number one, those brave men and women in our own forces throughout, those, throughout the, the years have done for us, but yet what Jesus has done for us, that every day we can celebrate our freedom and our heritage as the people of God. And that as we remember that, we stand and we, we protect those freedoms and those liberties that we have to worship God, to serve God, to proclaim the word of God. And every single day as we serve the Lord, God has given us those liberties and freedoms through so many different avenues. Thank God that we're able to, to be here this morning in a, in a building to be able to express freely our love for the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. You know, uh, yesterday I was here at, at the, uh, uh, our platform ministry uh, practice, and I shared with them at the beginning of that practice, and I, I said, out of the Gospel of Matthew chapter 19, and starting with verses 34 and on, Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, and uh, as he's making his way into Jerusalem, people are starting to praise him and give him glory and worship him. And then there were Pharisees as he was coming closer, and they spoke to Jesus, and they said, and this is not part of my sermon, but this is the point that I'm trying to make. And they, they, they were upset because these people were praising God and worshiping God, and they turned to Jesus and said, hey, Jesus, get your people under control. They're making too much noise. Tell them to stop worshiping. And Jesus said, I'll tell you what, Pharisees, if they stop worshiping, I'll get the rocks to rise up and to praise me. And so I say that to say this this morning. We will never stop and never cease to give God praise and to worship him in this church and in this fellowship. That is what God has called us to do, and that is what we are and will be doing. And we have been given that. I've got a video here this morning that kind of explains exactly why and what I've been uh, talking about. If, guys, you have that ready.
Praise God. Our freedom is in Jesus Christ as we stand uh, in the liberty that he has given to us. And in my text, I entitled this sermon, Freedom, because that is what is under assault uh, in these days in which we are living, in so many different ways and aspects in our life. And in our text, in the book of Psalms 119, and in verse 45, the psalmist writes these words, I will walk about in liberty, for I have sought out your precepts. I'll read it again. Such a simple phrase, but so powerful and wise. I will walk about in liberty, for I have sought out your precepts. I want to look at this scripture with you in a dual application, in a, in a, in a way that affects us in two ways, as uh, Americans as well as Christians. Because there was a price for our freedom, both uh, as American and as Christians, uh, that uh, we need to understand and look at. Someone said that all of our servicemen and women who have served our country with great pride are truly America, America's heroes. And we believe that this morning. For those, as I said earlier, who have sacrificed in giving of their lives, uh, making the ultimate sacrifice, as well as uh, in service of our nation, uh, who are veterans, uh, we, we, we know that they are the heroes and the price that had to be paid. There was a cost for that freedom. But with freedom comes responsibility, and we understand that, both not only as Americans, but yet as Christians. The liberty that was claimed for you and I as Americans through the Declaration of Independence and later on in the Constitution has a lot in common with the types of liberties and freedoms described in the Word of God. And it's in the Bible that we can look at uh, regarding the responsibilities through the Word of God that are required for us as uh, people. The two Old Testament words that are translated in our text, liberty, in the King James Bible, what they mean are free-flowing movement, broad and wide movement. That's what uh, liberty and the definition of liberty is meant to be. For us uh, as Americans to be able, as we do, to freely move throughout the country or uh, throughout the world, if, if that's the case, uh, without restriction. Back in, in the late 80s and, and uh, right before the Soviet Union fell, uh, we were going into uh, the Soviet Union at that time that was called. And um, once you arrived there, you had to get certain permits to travel from one city to the next, from one location to the next. You could not just get on a train or on a plane and fly from Moscow to St. Petersburg or etc. and so on. You had to get special permission to travel within the different cities. You see, here in this country, we don't have those restrictions. Why? Because of the freedoms and liberties uh, that uh, we have been given through our Constitution uh, and uh, 
through uh, our Declaration of Independence. We have a broad and wide movement. Those are the liberties that too many times we get for granted. I think I'll take a trip to Arizona. I think I'll take a trip to New Mexico. I think I'll take a trip to New York. I think I'll take a trip to Washington. Guess what? You don't need permission to do that. You can just get on a plane, get on a bus, take your car, and take off. Isn't that great? But you see, we don't think it's that great. That's why it's kind of quiet here, because we take it for granted. Well, why can't, why shouldn't we be able to do that? Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you ask the folks in communist China about that? How about uh, in Cuba? I've been in Cuba, and I understand exactly how it works there, and I see the restrictions that are on those folks in some of these other nations uh, that are communist-run. I guarantee you, they don't have the liberties uh, that you and I take for granted so many times. And I think it's times like this, yes, we remember once a year our Independence Day, that we kind of focus on that and what's it about, you know, hot dogs, hamburgers, and fireworks. But how often do we think about what it really means and the price that was really paid and the responsibility that we have as the people of God and as Americans, having free run, free flowing movement with responsibility. doesn't mean we can do what we want and not have responsibility. I think about the Airbnb fad that has taken over. You know, instead of going to hotels, you, you go on Airbnb, you rent a house or you rent a condo or whatever, and it's yours for the weekend or yours for the week, right? And you have free run of that location. Do what you want. Use the stove, the bedroom, the bathroom. You don't have to ask permission. You go in there, use their coffee makers, use their, their refrigerators, you know, their swimming, whatever you want, it's yours to use. Free run. Liberty. But guess what? You better leave it in the same shape you found it. You better not take the stove with you. You better leave the coffee pot there when you leave. There's a responsibility that comes with that freedom and free movement. We, the people, have a responsibility to ensure the freedoms, the liberties, the precepts that were fought for and died for, in which many gave their lives sacrificially, are passed on from generation to generation. That is our responsibility. And the second part of the, our text that says that we have been given the liberties. It says, for I seek your precepts. That's the responsibility part. That's the qualifier. I have that freedom. I have that liberty. I have the free run because I seek your precepts. I can walk at liberty. The word precepts, it means guidelines, instructions. In other words, there are expected uh, guidelines and instructions uh, that, we, that are expected for us to follow as we exercise our freedom, as we exercise our liberties. Instructions. Whose instructions? Whose guidelines? Why? Well, for you and I as Christians, for the people of God, and I said that this verse has a, a twofold influence as Americans, but yet also as Christians. 
For you and I, for the people of God, the precepts, the guidelines, and instructions are, in fact, God's word that we are to follow if we're going to experience the true liberty and the true freedoms in Christ that we saw the video speak about earlier, that we're able to worship freely, we're able to have the blessings of God in our lives as we follow God's word and God's guidelines. We're not free to make it up as we go along. And so for us as Americans, the guidelines, the precepts and the principles and instructions are the founding documents upon which our nation uh, was uh, established. Responsibility. Listen to what the, what the Apostle Paul writes to the church of Galatia in chapter 5, in verse 13. He says, For brothers, we have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. But by love, serve one another. So what is liberty for? Why have we been given these freedoms in Christ? Why have we been given these freedoms as Americans? To not use for selfish reasons, but to help one another. To encourage one another. To serve one another. And it's tragic today because we see that kind of going by the wayside. And uh, it's not so much as how we can help one another, but what can I do for me to make me feel better about myself? We see that filter into the church of Jesus Christ many times when we forget why God allowed us to, to, to have that grace poured upon us in salvation, that he chose us, that we might encourage and serve and help each other First Peter writes these words, or Peter writes these words in First Peter chapter 2 and in verse 16. He says, not using your liberty for a cloak or a cover of maliciousness or viciousness, that's what that word malicious means, but as the servants of God. So we see the picture here that Scripture gives us that as Christian men and women, our responsibility that comes with the liberties that we have is to not use those liberties to hurt people, to be malicious, but yet to serve others. Both these scriptures speak to us, encourage us, and challenge us not to allow those freedoms and liberties to be hijacked by fleshly and ungodly and malicious actions, no matter where they take place, whether in the church or outside. So it brings me to a question. As we talk about freedom, talk about liberty, we talk about precepts, guidelines, Why is it, do you think, that there is a movement and we see now taking place lately a strategy to remove certain statues, memorials, and curriculums, curriculums from our schools and from our national history? Why is that? Let me tell you why. 
Because when you do that, you also remove the memory, the wisdom of the words that these men spoke regarding our country's principles and foundations and what they were based upon. It's about rewriting our history as a nation. So already I can sense and I know some people are saying, what in the world does this have to do with the gospel? What in the world does this have to do with Jesus Christ and preaching the word of God? Pastor, you're getting off track. Well, give me a few minutes. Hold on. Cool it. Cool your engines. Because there's a direct link to what's taking place that we see now outside of these walls and the word of God and the history of who we are as a people. Listen to the following quotes and listen to the emphasis that I put on what these uh, founding fathers said. George Washington, we know he's the first president, although when you ask people, they think that he was uh, who knows what. He said in his farewell address, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. That word indispensable means required, essential, and vital. Religion is essential, it's, it's, it's required, and it's vital for the support of our nation. Patrick Henry said these words, it cannot be emphasized too clearly and too often that this nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this very reason, people of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship here. One more, if you would indulge me. James Madison, the fourth president of the United States, who composed the first drafts of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. He said these words, we have staked the whole future of American civilization not upon the power of government, far from it. We've staked the future of all our political institutions upon our capacity to sustain ourselves according to the Ten Commandments of God. You see the emphasis there? These men and many more who I haven't mentioned wanted us to make sure and to pass on from generation to generation not to exclude God and his son Jesus Christ from the foundations of who we are as Americans. And you see, this is why there's that push. I know there's a lot of other things that are going on there and I, I get it and I understand I, please, don't, I'm not going to go there, but I get it. But there's a deeper purpose, a spiritual purpose involved when you start to look at this. And once you removed those, those, those people, the influence and the words that they spoke, you remove all that they wanted us to understand and to pass on, and it's gone. And now there goes... Uh, our, our founding principles. There goes uh, our precepts and our guidelines, and it's what anything, anybody wants to happen, anything goes.
Proverbs 23.8 says, Remove not the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. Because when you erase the indispensable, critical, and vital principles of what our founding fathers wanted, then you erase identity. Our Christian freedoms. And we know the cost. And we know the price that was paid. Because we all had a debt of bondage and a debt of sin that we could not repay as a song that we used to sing says, I have a debt I could not pay and I needed someone to wash my sins away. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, but God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is why in Christ we have the freedoms and uh, the liberties because uh, Jesus paid the price for us uh, that uh, our old habits, our old sins uh, are, are, are the, those things that had us bound uh, I tell you what, have been washed away, covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, and now there's a freedom where we can sing and praise God uh, and see our families moving forward uh, in the things of God. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and in verses 18 and 19, for as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation, received from tradition or by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a, of a lamb without blemish and without spot. You see, these scriptures tell us that you and I can walk in liberty, walk in the freedoms that God has given to us simply because uh, of uh, who he is uh, and the foundations uh, of his word. The word seek, as we seek the precepts in our text, means to investigate, to carefully inquire after. So as you and I seek the liberty or look at our freedoms based upon because we walk in the, the precepts or the foundations of God's word, there's more freedom that comes into our life. There's more liberty that comes into our lives. You see, the problem is that too many of God's people lack in their spiritual stability and their spiritual soundness because they lack in the word of God, in the knowledge and understanding of God's word. And because of that, they become ensnared by the world's wisdom and the deceptions of this world and age. You see, it's when you know God's word, when you stand firm in the word of God, you seek and you inquire and you carefully investigate God's word, you know that you are free and the devil no matter what he throws at you no matter what the world throws at you you can say no not me because I know who I am in Christ I know what God's word says about me and so devil I'm not listening to your lies 
or deceptions, and I'm not going to be influenced by what this world says. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It says, because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten me, or forgotten the law of your God, I will also, and this is what scares me, forget your children. I will also forget your children. You see, when we reject God's truth, when we forget the laws of God, when we don't apply the laws of God to our lives, and even to our society, upon which much of what our liberties and freedoms come from are based upon, then it begins not only to affect one generation, but generations that follow. Now you look at the scripture and you go, ah, oh, yeah, but I'm a New Testament person. That's Old Testament. That's, that's, for, that's for Moses and, you know, for, for all, all those old guys. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a New Testament guy, Jesus guy, and so, you know, I'm not so sure I, that applies. Oh, believe me, it applies. Believe me, it applies. In Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 13, tells us the importance of spiritual maturity and growth so that we can discern the deceptions and can discern the strategies of the enemy. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. But strong meat belongs to them that are, full, are, are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. See, when we spend quality time in God's Word, spiritual maturity results uh, and it's developed in our lives. Gives us wisdom to tell right from wrong what's righteous versus what is unrighteous. And this is why it's so important that not only we come to church to hear the Word of God, but yet at home we take time to study and to show ourselves uh, approved as a workman of God, rightly dividing the word of truth, uh, not being ashamed uh, that I don't know what God's word says, but we are solid and grounded in the word of God. Spiritual maturity and God's wisdom, I guarantee you, will guide you and I through this craziness that we're going through. And we will be able to decipher and discern those things that are correct and true and need to be changed versus chaos. That comes through wisdom. And that wisdom comes not from man, but through God's word. God gives liberty and freedom to you and I. And he expects us to honor his precepts, his guidelines and principles. And so then, as I close this out, our platform ministry makes the way. True freedom, real freedom, 
is only possible, as our video said, in Christ. Galatians chapter 5 and in verse 1, Paul says, stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not again entangled, caught up with the yoke of bondage. You see, Jesus Christ has set us free from the entanglement of sin and the strongholds of the enemy. And Paul says you're going to have to stand fast or be firm in that liberty and in that truth that we've been set free in so that we don't become entangled again going back to those things that Jesus set us free from. And so for those of us who have trusted in Jesus Christ, we celebrate the freedom from the bondage and the strongholds of, of sin, tyranny, and from the debt. We thank God that we could never pay and the price uh, that he paid for that freedom. John 8, 36, it says, So if the Son makes you free, you are free indeed, or really free. And so this morning as we bow our heads before the Lord, those of you online and those of you here in our sanctuary, freedom, liberty, I will walk about in liberty, for I have sought out your precepts. I have sought, I am looking. What are you looking for this morning? If you're not serving Jesus, you're not serving the Lord, what is it that you're searching for? What are you looking for to bring you peace, independence? What is it that, that you are putting into your life and you've been doing that over and over and over again. And things have not gotten better or changed. Why don't you allow the Son of God, who paid the price for your sin, paid the price for those things that maybe torment you, that confuse you, that hurt you. He paid the price so that you can come to Him and experience true liberty and true freedom because it really only comes through a relationship with Him. So